0: Let us, if we can, turn our attention to the Gospel of Luke. I believe it's chapter number 18, verses 18 through 24. When you see it or found it, please stand. A certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother. He replied, I have kept all these since my youth. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, there is still one thing lacking. Sell all that you own and distribute the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. But when he heard this, he became sad, for he was very rich. Jesus looked at him and said, how hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated in the presence of God. As the Lord with God, I want to share from the theme and the thought, man, what's wrong with you? Man, what's wrong with you? That's the closest y'all going to get to Father's Day. Man, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Let us pray. God, not my will, but your will be done, and not me, but you preaching to and through me. So, God, do what you do best. Make me absolutely nothing so that you can have an empty vessel, that you can become everything in me. So that the words of my mouth, but the meditation of all our hearts will be acceptable in thy sight. God, you are our strength and our holy redeemer. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Man, what's wrong with you? Samuel Langhorne Clemens, pen name Mark Twain, lecturer and author, wrote a book in the 19th century, probably the late 19th century, entitled The Prince and the Pauper. In that novel, they give credit or they give um, thought that the 1983 movie, Trading Places, was derived from that novel. If you read, have read the novel or seen the movie, it's self-explanatory. But for many of you here, let me recap the movie. And for those of you who haven't seen it, I hope you understand. The movie, Trading Places, is uh, starring Dan Aykroyd Eddie Murphy and Jamie Lee Curtis. Dan Aykroyd in the movie is the director and manager of a brokerage firm owned by two brothers named the Dukes. He is he, also engaged to their niece. Eddie Murphy in this movie just plays a hustler. He's a street hustler. And the way the movie starts is that uh, Eddie Murphy ends up in jail for doing his hustling job and the Duke brothers saw it. They decide to make a dollar bet that Eddie Murphy could be a, as good a director-manager as Dan Aykroyd. So what the Duke brothers did was had Dan arrested on trumped-up charges, and as a result of that, they forced Dan Aykroyd to become the hustler, and they made Eddie Murphy the director-manager. That is why it's called Trading Places. For those of you who lost me, they took Dan from riches to rags and took Eddie from rags to riches. What I... Gain from the end of that movie was this. Dan did not want to be where Eddie was. Dan wanted to get rid of the rags and go back to riches. But it was Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy gladly traded places with Dan because he didn't want to go back to rags and he wanted to stay with riches. I bring you to that point because when I look at this young man, I began to think, how many people would love to trade places with this young subject? I looked at it, and I said, if we could be transparent for a minute, there is probably quite a few sons and daughters that would love to kick their fathers to the curve and trade places and have this young buck. If we could be transparent for a minute, there may be some fathers Who would love to trade their son in for this young buck. If we can go deeper, there may be some wives who would kick their husbands out to have this young buck. (laughs) And there may, and there may be some parent-in-laws who would love to kick their son-in-laws out then take this one as an in-law. But then there, let's be honest, there's some preachers who would gladly trade three members to have this this one member because 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 in our vision of of, of success and our greed for grandeur and and and, and the and and, and the grandstand of life we have a tendency to believe that the grass might be greener on his side than ours because he possessed some elements and some things that we think make up the person. So I ain't going to be before you long but the first thing that he has that people would love to have he has rank. He he has rank Mr. Smith and he has position. Luke said it's called a ruler. And and when you have rank and position what that means is that he's not A blue-collar worker, a white-collar worker, he's a red-collar. And he's in charge of all the other collars. When when, when you have that kind of rank, that means that this young subject here is, is probably listed or has been listed in the who's who's of of the local news, and, and he has some other perks with him, that, that he, is, he is one of those brothers that probably is invited to all the, all the big-time events with the, with the rich and famous brush shoulders, that he's on the guest list. And let's be real about this. People are fascinated and captured by others who have rank and position. And and, and sometimes rightfully so, that when you look at the labor force statistics, that when you look at it right now, that they would tell you that uh, unemployment is at a low, moderate rate, at about 4.7%. They say, but if you look at the same statistics, and you look at it by ethnicity... When it comes to African-American males, depending on which state you poll, the unemployment rate doubles. They said, and if you look at it from a position where he stands in rank, you will also discover that it gets worse because only about 2% of African-American males hold that kind of rank. And let's be real deep about this. That it's one thing to have a man that has a job, but it's another thing to have a man that has a real good job. People love rank, and y'all looking at me like I don't know what I'm talking about. You don't have to go far. Look at the political circle, Bill Clinton and Monica, but Hillary stayed there. Look, look at the athletic part, Kobe and Denver, but $83 million contract and Vanessa came home. Y'all don't want to hear this, do you? Look at Ray Rice and his beat down in the elevator and she still said, I do. Do we have to go in and Look at Amorosa, black and female, but she's still attached to number 45. Do I have to prove my point that people are attractive to rank And I know some of you say, well, it could be love. That's not what Dorothy Rowe, the psychologist, said. Dorothy Rowe says this. In her studies, if you were to have women who were less dependent and more independent, instead of staying with those brothers, they would get a good pen and a lawyer. But they stay because there are some advantages and some perks because they love right. But let's not put it there. There are men and women who are impressed and love grandeur and love the grandstand. And then when we get ourselves in the mess, all of a sudden we want to blame it all on God all things are working together for our good because he loves us the lord says forgive them 70 times seven god won't put more on you than you can bear no the truth of the matter is you're attracted to rank and position and now you're trying to blame god and call it a blessing preach west His religion. He, he he. If you read Mark's account, he got good religion. Mark said before he opened his mouth, he runs to Jesus and get down on his knees as if he's a worshipper. Then, then then he says, "Good teacher, y'all put a pin in that one." And 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 the Lord asked him, said, "Um, uh, he said good te- before he, he goes to the. To, he says, Lord, um." Here's my theological question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Now he comes in a position and a posture of humility while his arrogant personality is hidden behind his skin. And, and, And the Lord responds with a series of questions Do you know the commandments? Don't cheat, don't lie, don't steal. Don't kill and honor your parents. Show you how arrogant he is. Jesus said, did you know him? He went a step further. Not only do I know him, I kept him from my youth. <laughs> you better learn to answer the question direct. And, 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 and the, the operative word is that he said, um, he said uh, these I have kept. That's religion. These I have kept. These commandments that God has given and announced to him are just as much civil laws as they are godly laws. They, 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 he said, these I have kept. The Lord did not ask him the major question, the, one, uh, uh, the first commandment, will you not have no, no other gods before thee? Didn't ask him anything spiritual. He said, but these I've kept. And what he really says is that I have good religion because religion is often written by what you will keep but not what God says. <laughs> good religion. He, he, he said, I, these are the ones I don't mind keeping. And, and I think that's the problem in the church, that we come in here and we got good religion, but we don't have good belief. Because good religion is good for the mood, and it also is good for mental health. But when it gets down to faith and gets down to belief, you got to have more than good religion. In other words, you're going to have to do more than the things that you want to do and avoid the things that God would have you to do. Let's be real about this. When you get into the deep crevices of faith, it is kind of hard on the flesh. It's kind of difficult to turn the cheek when they smack one. It's kind of hard to love those who announce how much they hate you. It's kind of hard to forgive those who keep trespassing against you. It's kind of hard to give when you say you can't afford. It's kind of hard to pray when you can't get a prayer in. It's kind of hard to praise them when all you are is full of complaint. We got a whole lot of religious folks sitting up there in the church. they come in on Sunday morning and all they want to do is uh, spectate and not participate. Oh, I know you got it down pat you, that you come in, you have your same seat but you can't get faith because if somebody takes your seat, because that's not your thats your seat, not their seat. Oh, I know we got it down pat. We come in and we sing God's praises, but the question is, do you know who you're singing about? We got it down pat. We know how to pray, but do you really know the one you're praying to? Good Religion will allow you to go through all the processes and all the motions. But when you got faith, you got to get down in praise and worship. It doesn't matter how you feel. You have to follow what the Lord says, even when the Lord is saying something that is difficult for you to do. Preach, Wes. Too many religious folks sitting up in the camp. And if I preach longer than than 930, the religious folk get antsy. Somebody joined church at 940, they're going to say, why they joined today? Why didn't they join earlier? Religious folk work on a time slot. <laughs> Y'all know I'm right. We think, and, and the only reason why, somebody asked me one time, why don't you do one service? I said, because 8 o'clock, I can't lose my religious folk. Because it ain't the 8 o'clock they want to get to. It's the 9.30 they want to get out of. Them. Preach on, West. <laughs> oh, I'm in trouble, so I might as well stay there. So he <laughs> he got rank. He got good religion. And here's the one. If there's a prize, possession, he rich. Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Oprah Winfrey Rich. Brother Rich. Y'all may think I'm joking, but let me put it it to you this way. Y'all may not know this, but Bill Gates and Warren Buffett as well as Oprah Winfrey were raised Christian. Grew up in the church. Warren Buffett and Bill Gates now say they're agnostics agnostics means that they would keep the same commandments the rich man kept because agnostics believe in the moral fabrics of life, the relationship of human relationship, but agnostics does not believe in the spiritual presence of God and so here we have in scripture one and, and 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 the other rich man but but He's so rich, Sister Mason, that he could take all the debt in this world, in this room, and pay it off. He's so rich; he could pay the mortgage the, on this building, finish it, and won't even hiccup. He rich, and 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 and, and, and he he believes that money is his God. And, and don't, 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 don't shake our heads because the church, the religious folk, believe the same way. There's a statistic that says when you put the churches together, financially, we are worth $5.2 trillion. Only 1%, if we gave that, would move the millions who are in extreme poverty out. But the poor is getting poor because the church's tight. Because they may believe like he believes. It's not God who supplies my need, but it's my money. It's not God who gave me my dream house. It's my money. It's not God who got me my dream car. It's my money. Too many Reverend Ikes sitting up in the church because they believe that God is the answer, that money is the answer, and it overrules who God is. But I've come by to tell you one person I had to hold out. Oprah Winfrey made a statement years ago that there, (laughs) that there is more than one way to, to God's kingdom and to God other than Jesus Christ. But she recanted that statement and she said, no, I'm going to stand up. I am a Christian because I've come to the realization what I have is because of who he is. What I got is because of what he's done. Where I'm going is because he's leading me. She finally woke up and said, Jesus Christ is Lord. She says, not my money, but it's God that has given me all I have. Y'all don't want to go with me today. And when Jesus looked at him, he said, man, what's wrong with you? That you think that you can get into heaven with rank, religion, and riches. Man, what's wrong with you? Don't you know something's missing? A whole lot of people, let's go ahead. Going to get to the gate and start talking about your rank, your religion, and your riches. Watch what Jesus does. Let me put my Columbo hand on. Because y'all, y'all look like y'all y'all a little mad right now. So let me. He said, rank, religion, and riches won't get you into heaven. Come on in here. Columbo did this. I like Columbo. Y'all know I like Columbo, so y'all know me. But Columbo has this thing that, uh, when, when, you get to the, when you catch the criminal, criminals are arrogant. They really are. Crime people are strange. Then they ask Columbo this question. When did you know it was me? <laughs> and Columbo always says the same thing at the very beginning. <laughs> I don't have no shout, but I got a revelation for you. If Jesus was the Columbo for this text and the rich man, being the criminal he is, had asked the Lord, when did you know I had a problem? He said, Jesus would say, at the very beginning. Watch this. Y'all think I'm just adding up. Watch this. Jesus asked him one question. Why do you call me good. Only God alone is good. What Jesus was expecting him to say, but he doesn't answer it because he don't know why he called him good and teacher. He says, why do you call me good? If he had known who Jesus was, the answer would have been, because you're the Lord. You're the son of God. You are the savior of my soul. But the reason why he can't get in. Because he's trying to get in on merit. And the Lord says no you need to have a relationship with me. You need to know who Jesus is. And I've come by to let y'all know. Anybody sitting here on rank religion and riches. That ain't going to get you in. But you better know who the Lord is. You must be. You got to be born again. You can't get on what I say you better know it for yourself he died on a Friday preached on a Saturday got up early Sunday morning with all power in his hand you still don't got it living he loved me dying he saved me buried he carried our sin far away but rising he justified us freed us forever and one day one day one day early eh, Sunday morning maybe he's coming back again You better know who he is Coming to church ain't enough Giving your tithe ain't enough Just having a good position and saying thank you ain't enough But you better know who he is Spell his name forward and backwards J-E-S-U-S-S-U-S-E-J Know him that way not quota time, this is faith time. A whole lot of people, y'all look at me like you want, but go on and step ahead. And by the way, just for the record, no Christian would ever trade places with anybody that don't know Jesus.